Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Very excited right now to be joined by the general manager of the Washington Wizards. No interim needed whatsoever. Mr. Tommy Shepard is my guest on CDV TW, the Mattress Warehouse Hotline. Mr. General Manager, how are you, sir? Man, I am fantastic. Thank you very much. How are you guys doing? Really good. Really glad to have you on the show. How good does it feel to take that tag off the front of your title? Uh, you know what? It's it's just a it's part of the bigger picture for us. I think it's not just my title. Everybody else coming in. Really, the only title that matters is the one thing Toronto has. We're all chasing that. We're all trying to ride the same train. I think by being able to be the GM of the basketball team with all the other pieces that we added today, Moving forward, it gives us more of an opportunity to create ages to go win, right? That's what this is all about. Yeah. And it's not about credit. It's not about who did what. It's collectively did we make the best decisions to for the future. And I, having this ability to bounce stuff, ideas off of people, I think is fantastic. I'm sorry I don't mean to step on you. No, you're, you're the Go guest. Ahead. I want to hear what you have to say. I, one of the reasons why it was it was fun to watch your story is – in radio, I, I got brought in a few years back to a situation where I had to try out for a gig, and I was watching them interview <laughs> other shows, and they're talking to other shows and negotiating, and it's a weird, it's a weird feeling to go in there and kind of earn your job that way. And I mean, they're talking to other guys while you're sitting there, you're running the draft, and you're signing players, and you're involved with the the Lakers trade, and and doing a really solid job. I, I guess that's to your credit as far as your professionalism with all that going on around. Uh, going on around you, you went out there and won the job because of the actions you took. Well, and it was it was a whole collective group of people. You know, it wasn't just one person doing this. I had a whole bunch of folks that we were all together on. and uh, We all collaborated and, and really tried to figure out the very best path to being successful through the draft, through free agency, through the rest of the summer and moving forward. And You know, it was a fantastic opportunity. I'm glad you have empathy for, for the position. I, I know what you were going through. You know what I was going through. And I think I know this. I didn't really spend a lot of time worrying about left or right, what was going on around me, as much as do the job that you were asked to do. And that's what Ted asked me in April. And that's all I try to do every single day moving forward. And we have such great people here that I think Ted said himself, he didn't know half the folks that worked here and what everybody was doing. And I think this has been a, a reawakening that we have great people here. Adding more people to that mix just gives us a much more diverse backgrounds and experiences and, and this opportunity now moving forward it's all about focusing on the players focus on them how can they be the very healthiest very best performers have the best life while they're here life after basketball all those things come together with this confluence of people and we're really excited you, you told adrian Wojnarowski that the dwight howard trade was the quickest trade you've ever done in yeah. your life i'd love for you to take me through that comment well unfortunately you know when, when things get pulled I'm not saying it's out of context, but you got to understand. I took one phone call from a team that said, hey, what about this situation? And we knew we had just signed Thomas Bryant to be our starting center. We knew where Dwight is in his career, what he needs is minutes and opportunities to really play a, a lot of games next year. 
And for us, it is the, now all of a sudden those those two opportunities that they were no longer available here to either have Thomas or have Dwight. Well, one's 21 years old, and we just signed him to a three-year deal, and the other one's in a different part of his career and a final year of his deal. So when the phone rang, yeah, it was something we, we were looking to, to make other opportunities, and that was nothing at all against Dwight. It was just about validating what we were about moving forward is, hey, we've got to have young players here, high-character, hard-working people, and that's where we were going. And for Dwight, it gave him an opportunity to, to go somewhere else and maybe get minutes there or whatever uh, whatever happens with him. With Memphis, you know, I, I wish him the very best. But that that was simply because we we took one phone call, turned and pivoted and made that deal. It was very quick. One of the things that you've been able to do in the short time where you've had this power is it seems like acquiring assets, second-round picks, bringing in guys that have upside, bringing in guys say, hey, let's take a shot. You seem to value that. In the past, you know, Wetters fans have been critical of the organization for not valuing the draft and some of those picks as much as they should. Seems like that's something you're definitely putting an emphasis on and all these moves you're making. You're bringing back opportunities to take shots at guys that can potentially help the team. Oh, absolutely. And I, I've seen the value of that as you watch. You're a big fan of basketball. I know that. And you're watching the finals and you see some undrafted players in very key positions and second-round players and playing key roles and winning a championship. That needs to resonate. We need to find players anywhere we can. The opportunity to keep adding to uh, to to our collection of players. You know, we didn't stop after the draft. After draft night, we went through free agency and we try to to recover picks for the future because we know the value of those picks, what they represent. Rookie contracts that give a player an opportunity to really they go out and outperform their contract. You know, there's high value in those in those contracts because it, it does not get cheaper as we go along in this. One of my goals to change the term free agency because there's nothing free about free agency, right? Yeah. I don't know why we call it free agency, but I know this. It's a great opportunity for the Wizards moving forward. The more uh, options you have to add players, the better off it's going to be. And, and I think that's going to bode well for our future. I think our fan base will get excited about these rookies. I think they're going to get really excited about having some of the second, third-year players that we acquired and certainly bringing back the players that they've, they've, they've watched over the last couple of years and be excited about I think there's a great deal of optimism for the future. Tommy Shepard, general manager of the Washington Wizards, joins us on Chad Dukes versus the World. you got to take me through the draft. Rui Hachimura, Admiral Schofield, you talk about a, a couple of kids that come in from winning programs. Uh, they, they've played some basketball. It seems like culture was as important as you know bringing in talented pieces to help win games. How, how much of that is motivation for what you're doing is to say, hey, we want to be around winners. We want to be around people that have been – in winning situations, it seems like that's something you're putting an emphasis on. Oh, 100%. And I think for us, when, when you're looking at the draft, and this year's draft, when 28 picks were traded out of the first round, or, you know, out of the 60, and there was so many picks that were traded just even in the first round, tells you it was an unpredictable draft, right? And we, we were accused of playing it safe. We were accused of taking big risks. We really tune out that noise, Jack. What we really tried to do is let's get the very best player for the Wizards. And we identified Rui as somebody we had huge value on the fact that he played at a great program, was very well coached. He came to basketball very late in life. So there's a great deal of upside, I think, that we can help him as he uh, develops. And, and I certainly think I'm a big subscriber to the, the less miles on the tires at, a, at an older age, you know, at being 21. I think there's an opportunity. He's still very young, but his body of work says he hasn't had 
tons and tons of miles on them compared to some of the younger players. You know, this year showed us that 17 players didn't finish a physical at the NBA combine. There's a lot of players that are physically unable to perform during workouts in the combine. Like, that's troubling to me. These are young people. And I think we've got to do a much better job as we develop players at a younger age to have them ready for their professional careers. And maybe we got to take a step back and say, are we doing too much too soon? And then obviously making the, the commitment we did in the second round to get Admiral Schofield. Well, that's another guy that he's all about winning. His resume speaks for itself, the opportunity to, to get him. And I think uh, add value to our roster because of the person that he is, the player that he is, that was a no brainer. And the commitment, you know, was simply one phone call to Ted and he said, do it. There was no, hey, you got to explain this or anything. I think he trusted our, our judgment because we've looked him through how many players that we valued and where that we thought the draft cut off at. And Admiral was right in that area where we were able to acquire him. And that was a perfect situation for us. You got to take me through the biggest question, of course, we have, Tommy, as well as you know, Bradley Beal's been so tremendous for this organization and everything we're hearing from your camp is that, hey, we want to keep this guy around. He's not up for trade. And what's the next step with him? How is that relationship? What's it going to be like working with Brad moving forward? I don't think there's any difference. You know, Bradley was so intimately involved in everything that we did in the off season. Uh, you know, he's, he, Ted consulted with him throughout this entire process. I consulted with him throughout the entire process. He was involved in our draft in terms of, hey, he's not in there having a vote. He has a say. We, we can listen to – we were showing him players that we were looking at, and I think he definitely felt it included in everything that we did as the John. And I think with Brad, hey, there, there's a player that we're building this franchise around. Bradley feels that. And I think his ability to help us in recruiting with Thomas Bryant, all of our other free agents certainly, but he, he was key in that whole recruitment process. And he's been dialed in on the coaching where we're adding – uh, assistant coaches has been dialed in on summer league. He came out, watched all our players, worked out with our guys. He's been tremendous, and I, I would expect nothing different. Bradley's been a stand-up person since the first day he walked in here, and I can't say it enough. We're building this franchise around him. You, you want to break the news and when you're going to offer him that extension here on the show? I'd greatly appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's already been broken that the first day we can possibly uh, offer anything to him is, is July 26th, right. and that's a, that's a given out of respect to him. I don't expect to hear anything back. Uh, whatever transpires moving forward, that'll be something done in private and internally. But we definitely want to make sure he is aware that we know the very first moment that he can be qualified or is able to receive that extension that, that he knows that, that he has it from us. And that's out of respect to everything that he's done here and what he's about. And, you know, he's part of the, the fabric of this organization. So I think that makes complete sense to do that. Tommy Shepard joins us, general manager of the Washington Wizards. So the restructuring that took place, some of these big names that were brought in, you're going to be working with Sashi Brown. Of course, Coach Thompson III is going to be involved in this. How will that communication be? What has been your interactions with them up until this point? And is this somewhat a non-traditional power structure we're talking about here? What's going to be the X's and O's of that? Well, I think it's something that we really proposed to Ted when I went through the interview process is more – more firepower. We need more minds, more creative, diverse backgrounds to help us be the very world-class organization that we both thought we could be. And by adding, and also, you know, with Daniel Medina that we added in the medical area, those those backgrounds of each of those players, of each of those people that you mentioned with Sashi, with Coach Thompson the third, with, with Daniel, with Sashia Jones, who we promoted from within. Everybody brings so much 
wisdom, so much experience, and so much talent to what we already had. I think it's an easy conversation to have. I've known Coach for since I've been in D.C. We've always conversed. He came to practices last year, especially worked a lot with him with USA Basketball. So I think of him as being a contemporary and a great person to bounce stuff off of. Sashi and I, we finally met today, but we know so many people in common. And anybody that knows me, Chad, knows that I've traveled the world in search of better ways of doing things in terms of training athletes, in terms of recovery, in terms of injury prevention. And I spent a lot of time in, in European soccer, and I spent a lot of time with the NFL. And these are merging of two areas of, uh, I think, some of the, the world-class thinkers and to have those guys on board with us have been fantastic and you know nobody recruits more than a college coach and we're in the recruiting business now so having coach thompson his ability to help us as we go through this whole 360 for our players it's just a tremendous resource and and i can't imagine you know who has final say who does this that does that that's not really as important to me ultimately hey basketball yes certainly we have the final call but we're gonna all collaborate together Make sure we got all the best information to make the best decision. That's a no-brainer. I don't want to keep here all afternoon. I know it's got to be a busy one for you, but the um, <laughs> the Isaiah Thomas signing is is so interesting. You talk about a guy with uh, you know look at his age, but say he's got some tread left on the tires, and we know about the relationship. And then it's it's still so fresh that playing that team in the postseason it, it wasn't a hundred years ago; it was just a couple <laughs> years ago. What what type of an opportunity is that? That would be a really great story if he caught on here. Well, and, I, and I, we have the faith that he will. We, we, one of the big reasons that we felt we could take that next step with him is we knew we had medically we had the staff in place to help manage his minutes and get him to be back to the very best level that he can physically be. And I can't say enough. You know, we lost a lot when we lost Jeff Green, not just as a player, but as a leader, as a as a man of wisdom in our locker room. And we were able to pivot quickly, sign Isaiah. I think that was a no-brainer because of the person that he is as well. He's one of the most respected players in the NBA. He's had an injury that happened to him that I think he could, he can have empathy with John Wall at a totally different level than the rest of us. You know, John, to be one of the top players in the NBA, to be a five-time All-Star, and then to have that injury that he had last year happen and have the game literally taken away from you. You know, Isaiah's had that. The rest of us can just speculate how that feels. Isaiah knows. So I think the ability for him to be there for John in the dark moments and help him as he goes through, navigates the monotony of rehab and the things that are going to happen to John as he has to watch basketball for the first time in a long time. I think Isaiah is going to be fantastic for John. And I know he's going to be fantastic for coach. And I know if he can recapture where he was even uh, you know a couple of years ago, He's going to be fantastic for our fans because he, he's a tremendous player. And it's been fun to see him and Thomas Bryant been playing together uh, out in, in L.A. already in pickup games. And they've already created some some chemistry. And I can tell, you know, it's going to be contagious when Isaiah gets here. That's awesome. I'll, I'll get you out of here with this one. I apologize for keeping you so long, Tommy. I, John, I'm the one talking too much. I probably, <laughs> Not at all. I was getting paid by a word. You, you call me Warren Buffett. I apologize. I, I got four and a half hours. I'm excited. Film. You can talk as there much you as you want. Um John Wall, are you guys are you guys expecting John Wall to play basketball for you this year at some point? Well, you know what? I, I answer it this way: No calendar is going to tell us when John comes back, mm-hmm. and there's no clock that says what time he's coming back. It's going to be when he's 100 percent healthy. And now, more than ever, we have more safeguards in place to make sure he's 100 percent healthy. If there's one player that thinks that he's 100 percent healthy and it's probably at about 65 percent health, it'd be John. 
I've seen him play with broken hands in the playoffs. I've seen him, the things that it took him to, to get ready for a game when he had the bone spur in his, in his, uh, in his foot and when his knees were bummed up, you know, I've seen what he would play through and the, the pain that he would endure to just be able to go out and perform. So we're going to be incredibly cautious, you know, that he has a contract that represents the next four years. It's not about this season. It's about the entire rest of his career. So we got to be so, so protective. And I think everybody saw throughout this NBA season, how drastically, uh, you know, careers are altered by an injury. And we definitely want to do everything we can and just put him in the very best position to, to be successful. Now, Tommy, the, the, Coach Brooks goes on with our morning show throughout the course of the season. It's clear we do tremendous radio together. we got to work out something where I can get you on every week so we can rap about the team. Hey, I, I promise you, you give me all or any time, and I look <laughs> forward to it. I'm, I'm, we're, we're fans of people that are fans of us, and I, I know this. we got to – we have to back up all these words that you heard today only matter if there's action behind it and results behind it. And that's up to us. And I, I think the times that we'll, we'll talk, we'll always doubt, you know, I, I think it's definitely good to chop it up and talk about basketball in the future, but it's never going to be in a bragging capacity or a apologizing capacity because that people don't care. Excuses don't matter. It's all about results. And that's what we're really all about. Love hearing that. Congratulations. So happy for you. Tremendous segment, Tommy. Thank you so much and much success hey, moving man. forward. Good luck to you. Thank, Thank you, you so Jack. much, sir. Take there care. he is. Tommy Shepard, everybody. He's the general manager. Stayed on for a nice chunk of time there. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.